This is David Baker with the Rise Up Recovery Podcast, and we are dedicated to highlighting uh, recovery ministries and stories within our community so that we can learn more about the wonderful things that are going on here in Savannah and in the surrounding area. Today, I'm joined by Ron Wallace. Ron is a case manager at the Expo Recovery Center for Men. Ron, I, I met you, I don't know, how, how long ago? Three years ago, April. All right, three years ago in April. And one of the things that I enjoy doing is on Monday nights going out to Aspel and we do like a devotional, a Bible study. The first night that I went was really a different kind of night because the guys were all outside. The weather was perfect. And we had a conversation under the shed in the back. And that was Ron's first night. And it was the first time that I met Ron. But because we weren't doing so much of a Bible lesson that night, we were just talking. Ron didn't know that I was a preacher. And so uh, sometimes it's really interesting when folks in recovery see a preacher walk in, like everything just changes their language, you know, whatever. Well, it was one of those moments when Ron didn't know about that, wasn't concerned about that. And uh, I just got to see Ron as Ron was. And uh, so let's talk about that, that first night where we met Ron. Boy, that was, that was me coming out, telling everybody what I was about. I wasn't afraid of nobody. I was angry with the world. I didn't believe in anything but me. And I started reading the Bible when I was in jail and I read something about honor your parents. And I was thinking it meant something that totally different than it did. And Jesse said that my parents are what messed me up in, in my life in, in raising me. And now, Je- Jesse is the he's director. A, he's a director at Aspo. And when he said my parents messed me up, I used a few words that probably shouldn't have used that day. And I was very angry and just because of my situation. When it all ended, he looked over, he said, brother David, would you like to take over? And I was just like, oh Lord, did I just do this? And he said, you know what? I said, I had a Bible study, but you forgot what it was about. He said, I would like to talk about this. And he helped me. He told me what the honor of your parents is, is, is what I'm doing today, living the life I am. Three years clean next month. I went from three years ago, I was a needle junkie. Now I'm a case manager at Aspel and I'm helping guys in the same situation that I was in. Yeah, it's, it's a wonderful story. And sometimes you see folks come through and you'll see like a change in their lives for, you know, a few weeks or months. But Ron, this has been, you know, almost three years for you. <laughs> and, and, and you're one of those individuals that's not, you know, just going through a personal change. But that personal change has really led you to become a leader of other people. And we, we see that all throughout this community in terms of what you do. But what I want to do first, tell us a little bit about your story and how you got to Hardin County and to the ASPL program. Okay, well, I, I have like two stories. My first story is, is the drug dealing and, and the, the gang memberships and the, and the shootings and all, you name it. I've robbed houses. I've collected money at gunpoint. I did just things that, that I couldn't forgive. I, I sold drugs to a friend I went to school with and he died that night. And I never shed a tear. It's, I was hollow. I, I only thought about me. I got sentenced to uh, 3.75 years in prison. And the week before the sentencing, my mom had diagnosed with terminal cancer. She had two months to live. So they said, if I take the plea bargain, they'll let me out and give me a month with my mom. And then I'd turn myself in. So I went with it. I signed it. I got out. And when I left home, my mom weighed 189 pounds. When I seen her that day, she was 85 pounds. It was, it was hard, but me, I'm not like 
most people, I don't know how to grieve. I don't know how to, to handle problems. The only problem, the only cure I know is drugs. And I got into them heavy and I did what I did. And mom died in September 2nd of 98. I was supposed to turn myself in on the 4th. And on the 3rd, I left and I headed east. Stopped Kansas City for a year. Did pretty good there. Got with a girl. She broke up with me. I went back to drugs, came to Tennessee, and I, I showed up at my brother's house to collect $23,000, my inheritance, and he had spent it. So I was just beside myself. I, I didn't understand then that was a God thing because if I'd got that money, I wouldn't be here doing this. <laughs> I mean, I know that for a fact. But I went down the street. Carnival was in town. And I went to start talking to this lady that's spitting game like she never heard. She said, you got a job? I said, no, ma'am. She said, you want one? I said, sure. And she hired me at a water race with a microphone. And that was the beginning of the end for me because 22 years later, I get arrested in Humboldt for possession and I go to jail in Gibson County. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, I'm getting ready to go back to Arizona, do 3.75 years. Well, you know, God is in my story so much that I never gave him credit. I didn't believe in God, but I do. I know he's there because when I got sentenced and got given the chance to come to Aspel, the judge said, do you ha did you have charges in Arizona? And I'm like, oh, here we go. And Judge Agee told me, he says, uh, they're no longer there. And I was like, explain it. He says, I don't know how to explain it, son. He says, he says it's an inactive warrant. You're no longer wanted in Arizona for that. You don't have wow. to do that. I was like, what? <laughs> and then he, had, he gave me a choice. He said, you can get 120 days and one year probation or 120 days rehab and probation. And for the first time in my life, I asked for help. I said, what do you think? I said, you, you see my life before you. And he says, I think you need rehab. I said, well, let's do it. He sent me here. And when I was in jail, I picked up the Bible and, you know, I never read it because I get to the thou shalt nots and I done done them. So I, why, why continue going? That's how I felt. But somebody told me to read the New Testament. I did. And I'm telling you, for the first time in my life, I've read something that gave me goosebumps. I couldn't put it down. I read from dinner time till breakfast one morning and I just couldn't stop. So I was reading the New Testament. I had something going there. When I come here, I met you and I asked, I had questions and I never stopped asking and I've grown to what I am today. I mean, I, to know me, how I was and to see what I'm doing now, it's, it just blows me away every day. It's, mm -hmm. it's a blessing. I, I love getting up. I love going to work. I love coming to church. I mean, uh, my life is, it couldn't, it couldn't be better. Well, Ron, there's just something within you that's, that's special. And I noticed that you're wearing a t-shirt that says out of the darkness into the light, lost dreams awaken new possibilities. Tell me the significance of that shirt for you. Well, it was the first convention with Narcotics Anonymous that I went to with my sponsor. The whole weekend was just all kinds of stories like mine, stories worse than mine, stories that weren't so bad, you know, and it's just people that came out of the darkness and into the light and how their lives have changed. Like me, I have a driver's license and a vehicle, insurance, everything. And the last time I had a driver's license was in 1981. So it's, it's, it's that, that's just one thing. I mean, I, I've got a job. I, I love my job. I love working at ASP. I love helping people. I love coming to church. I mean, my brother, when I told him I was going to church, he asked me on the phone. He said, do they have a gun to your head? Are they brainwashing you? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I said, no, you're going to have to get used to it. And he's used to it now. Well, let's, let's talk about NA because I, I see NA on your shirt. Now, before you came along, there was an NA meeting, but maybe it wasn't very highly attended or there wasn't one. Okay. 
before I went to Asheville, I wasn't an addict. I just, I did, I did my drugs just to get by. I, de- I didn't see I had a problem. I did not understand how my life was unmanageable and how I was powerless. So, you know, at first I wasn't NA material, I said, but I got a sponsor and he made me go home and do the principles, definitions of them. I knew anger, misery, hate, but I couldn't put words to, for, to joy or love or happiness. Didn't know what they were. I mean, it was, it's weird. And I called him up and I said, man, what's up? He says, what's that tell you? I said, I guess I'm angry. He said, well, now we got somewhere to start. I gave in to the reality that I was angry. I still didn't think I was an addict until I started working my steps. And as you work the steps in the order they come, you learn stuff about yourself. And I come to realization I was a full-blown addict. There's no doubt. And without the meetings, the steps, my sponsor, my support, I mean, I would be back out there. Now, through your leadership, and I know you played a huge part in it, there's a really, really strong NA community that meets every week, right? So what was your role in NA as it currently stands in Savannah now? Well, we were having meetings at Aspel, and uh, one day I was uh, sitting in church, and God slapped me in the forehead, and you said, we have a building releasing out, and we need something to do in it. And I was like, wow. Oh, okay. We could have meetings there. And I asked you and you went with it. We went back, voted on it. We decided, and now we have four meetings a week. And how many people attend those meetings? 15 to 20 on uh, Monday and Tuesday, Thursday, we get like 30 or 40. And Sundays, they usually just have the house people, which is 12, 15 people. But you know, it's, 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 it's grown a lot. We're having our first NA function in March, March 9th, we're having a barbecue out at the park. It's the first thing we've done a home group. It's first thing we've got together as a group to do. Well, all the other ones have been doing them and it's our first. It's kind of exciting. Okay. So that's going to be March 9th, city park on Bain street at 10 o'clock till four or six. I'm not really sure. Okay. Help people understand the difference in NA and AA. AA is like the original. The drugs weren't a, a problem back in the day. They At least they didn't think so. And uh, I understand them for, through the literature and all I've been reading. N.A. was somebody that had drugs and, and other problems. And A.A. just didn't, it didn't cover all of our problems. For the first 35 years, N.A. had just the readings. And then they got the book. And then they got you know, literature out. And then do we start having uh, groups and meetings and it's a big thing. Now they got world, they got regionals, they got conventions, they got, Oh my gosh, they got so much stuff now. And uh, right now, as it is in Midwest Tennessee, I am the vice chair soon to be chair for the next year. So I'm moving up there. That's great, Ron. If you went back a few years, who could have ever imagined your story? Nobody. No. Look, my brother's known me his whole life. And when I told him my changes, he was like, he thought I was brainwashed or somebody was threatening me. He could not believe it. There was people that have been on Facebook that I've posted my clean time and, and they texted me and they were just so proud that that I finally, my whole spew in life, I was going to die with drugs. That's it. I, I, I was a druggie. You can't change me. That was my life. And I found there's a better life. So good. So I guess I would say as we wrap up, in a community, you have all kinds of people that are influential in various ways. And some people are just really 
jewels of your community. And Ron, in terms of how your life has changed, in terms of what you bring to this community, you're really one of those people. You're a great person, a wonderful personality. You light the room up when you come in and you've just got a great history filled with gratitude. So thankful that you're in our community. We need people like you here. And that's what makes our recovery community so very powerful and influential. So Ron, thank you. And if somebody wanted to come to an NA meeting, what would they do? Show up Monday, Tuesday, and or Thursday at 8 o'clock or Sunday at 7.30 at the little church. At the, the Annex. The Annex. Uh, UPS store parking lot. Yeah. Uh, so in 296C, Wayne Road. Okay. All right. That sounds good. Ron, thank you. And uh, thanks to all of you for tuning in to uh, Rise Up today. 